Blood and Barrels discuss cases that contain graphic content. And Mike has a potty mouth. So does Amy. Nah. Listener discretion is advised. going on everybody and welcome back to another episode of blood and barrels i'm mike i'm amy and we got a bonus episode for you today yeah we do because we love you guys yeah so we, we made this a, a bonus because it's a little bit shorter right yes it's it's short like the the jan tony one that we did from uh bozier city okay yeah so bonus yeah. bonus it's a bonus it's a Pretty, I think, relatively well-known case in the area we're going to, but it is unsolved, so it was another one that I felt like we should talk about, but there's not a lot of information, which is why it's shorter. Okay. So, do you have anything you want to share with people, or you could just have a boring day at work? And- oh, boring day at work and not a lot to talk about. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we brought it up on the last episode, but we did just uh, finish up the Patreon series, and we've got some other stuff going on. So if you want to join us on Patreon, we've got some extra content there. Um, you can join for like a buck a month if you want. There's a $5 yes. tier. So um, if you just want some extra content and to support the show, you can join us there. But yeah, I mean, other than that, no, my day was boring <laughs> well we can say this because i don't think we brought this up in the last episode but floon is graduating fifth grade on wednesday yeah and then uh matt our editor he's graduating high school on friday so we have two graduations this week to to go to busy busy week yeah so it'll be it'll be fun i think well yeah I and mean, i took uh well, I got Mon- Wednesday morning off, and then I took all Friday Friday off. I took all of Wednesday, all of Friday, and I have Monday off because it's Labor Day. I mean, Memorial Day. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll take that off, too, then. <laughs> yep. So I kind of forgot, but yeah, that for whatever reason, the school's doing the graduation during Memorial Day weekend, which is why so many of our family can't come. Well, and it's a Friday, and they're doing it like in the middle of the day. <laughs> yes. But like Elizabeth and your sister can't come. Because one of the biggest races of the year is oh, Memorial Day Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, so they're right. going to be out of town. And they're like, Jen was like, are you sure it's that weekend? Because that's Memorial Day weekend. And why the heck would the school do a graduation? <laughs> and Elizabeth said the same thing. And Jeff was like, because people are already going to be taking the time off. <laughs> and speaking of the floon, he just popped in and wanted to say hi. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I mean, I don't understand why they do it. And then I know they have a bunch they have to get through for the high school graduation. So they got to do, they got like one in the morning, one midday and one. Uh, so ours is like at one or something. Yeah, ours like is that. at one. Yeah. I think there's one at nine and four, but yeah. Something like that. So anyway. Because they all wanted to know the schedule of the graduations. You're welcome. If you want to come see Matt graduate. <laughs> They're like, uh, we don't live there. Right. Um, but yeah. So anyway. Um, but we have some, uh, we got some beer to try today. We do. You want to tell them the beer? Well, why don't you tell us where we're going? Well, we are going back to California. 
Back to which area of California? We are going to Cloverdale, California this time. Cloverdale, okay. Yes. I don't think we've ever been there before. We haven't. This, um, but it's part of the San Francisco Bay Area. It's oh, in the, okay. It's in that so area. it's clo- yeah, okay, yeah. very good. Yeah. So today we're going to be trying uh, beer from Bear Republic, and it says independent since 1995. And we're be- we're going to be trying the Racer Five India Pale Ale. And this one is a 7.5% ABV. All right. You want me to tell you a little bit about it? Sure. This hoppy IPA is a full-bodied beer brewed with malted barley, wheat, and crystal malts. The malt base is designed to highlight the unique floral qualities of Columbus and Cascade hops from the Pacific Northwest. Racer 5 is one of America's most medal-winning IPAs. Enjoy this Iconic, award-winning IPA that helped define the West Coast style. There's a trophy in every glass. Nice. All right, cool. Well, let's crack it open. You ready? I am ready. Oh, I pulled a U. Oh, it's a little frothy. (laughs) It's not overflow frothy, but it's it's got some head. Yeah, it does. Nose grease. I'm not nose grease in my beard. I know. I just had to say it been a long time i know so i was bringing it back old school there you go all right you ready to taste it i'm ready let's okay. do it cheers cheers oh i actually like that a lot you're definitely upping your <laughs> it's good it is i like this one a lot too it's really good actually it's it's not like overly hopped like it's not no. super super aggressive it doesn't have a lot of that bitter um, but you definitely get the florally in there so it's really really good good job all right what would you give it uh, 4.75 or 5. Okay. I'm going to go with 5, I think. Which is a big deal for me to give an IPA 5. That's still. true. Amy is still... She's getting there. She's getting there. But still not 100% on the IPA. Yeah. <laughs> but I like this one. So we're going to check in. And I got middle of the road level 41. Which is 205 beers with an... ABV greater than five, but less than 10. Okay. Very, very nice. All right. So we ready to get into this? I am. I'm ready to do it. So like I said, we're going to Cloverdale, California. Cloverdale is in Sonoma County, and it's actually the farthest north and farthest west of the cities in the San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. So it's kind of like right there on the edge, I guess. <laughs> um. In 2010, it had less than 10,000 residents. It actually started out as a stagecoach stop. That's a lot of S's. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And seems to be a relatively safe place to live in Sonoma County. But today we're going to be talking about Sarah Ann Greer, which I had never heard of. But like I said, I think this is probably a pretty well-known case in the San Francisco Bay Area. So I am so sorry. I totally said her name wrong. It's Sarah Ann Gear. That was G E E R. Yes. Yeah. No. No Greer. G E E R. And we didn't actually realize that I was saying it wrong until the very end. So the whole time you'll hear me say Greer, but I know it's Gear. Just forgive me and know that I do know her name. So Sarah Ann Greer was born on February thirteenth, nineteen sixty nine. And she died on May 24th, 1982. She was in the seventh grade and 13 years old when she died. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, she was attending Washington Junior High School in Cloverdale at the time of her death. And you know how I always do. I looked. The school is still open. <laughs> she was described as a tall girl who looked much older than her 13 years old. And her mother, Susan, was a single mother who was also a full-time student. She worked as a nurse, but she was working on getting her actual RN degree. Oh, so she had, like, the associates of nursing? Yeah. So, sadly, Sarah was raped and murdered just two blocks away from her house in 1982. And the case has never been solved. Oh, so we have an unsolved. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I mentioned that at the beginning. The reason I felt like we should do this one is because it's unsolved and it's been unsolved for so long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, since 82, I mean, yeah. So I was, you were one and I wasn't born yet. So yeah. Yeah. So, um, and with all the advancements we're seeing in, in, in science, it could very well be solved if somebody will talk, you know? <laughs> yeah. They just need some information. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sarah was remembered by the community pretty well and she was described as a sweet but cool girl and a really good friend so in 2019 years later jason ferguson took over the cloverdale police department and when he was interviewed at some point he said that at the time of the murders everybody in the department was talking about it over the years everybody in the department was talking about the case and even when he took over in 2019, like people were still, police were still talking about it, trying to figure out. Really? So yeah. this has been on their radar for, you know, 40 plus years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they've been trying. It's thought that Sarah had left uh, her house to either go to an arcade or play ping pong. And her mother didn't actually report her missing until the next day, but that's because she was spending the night with a friend. That night, um, so her mom didn't really think anything of it. Now, why the friend's parents didn't notice that she didn't come home, I don't know. And she went by herself? Like, she just dipped out? Or but, what? It's kind of what it sounds like, but again, this is what is thought to have had happened. So they don't know for sure, but they think that she left to either go to an arcade or play ping pong. And... Actually, the way it's worded, I think probably she went to go do that first and then was going to spend the night at the friend's house afterwards. Yeah, I mean, again, you would think that the, the parents would be like, hey, she, she never showed yeah, up. you know, Like, she's not here. Where is she? But from what I could see, there wasn't anything noted about that. And I would think that had had they called the mother, she would have reported her missing sooner. Yeah, right. Sarah's body was found in an apartment complex on May 24th, 1982. And that's the date they have listed as her date of death as well. I don't know if that's because of um, lack of science back in 1982 or if they have confirmed that that was the actual, that was date. The actual yeah. date. But that's when her body was found. And when she was discovered, she was partially clothed. And strangled to death. And they did take blood and semen samples at the time. But obviously, DNA technology was not available at the time of the murders. Uh, May 24th was a Monday. And her body was discovered around 11 a.m. So I find it odd that she'd be having a sleepover on a Sunday. But 
maybe it was Memorial Day weekend. Maybe. I have uh, no know? idea. Yeah. Um, so while investigating, police noticed that there were drag marks found close to Sarah's body, which led them to believe that her body had actually been moved to the location where she was found. And what makes it even worse is that it was two young children that discovered her body. Oh, yeah. And they reported it to their their mother, who was um, Cynthia Scalzi, who was actually the daughter of a city council member. And she would go on to blame Sarah's murder on the lack of police patrol in the area. It's her theories, but who knows? I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what the patrol was like back then, although it sounds like this was a safer community, so that that might also account for some of that as well. Right. Now, a few months after Sarah's death, an elderly woman did come forward, and she claimed to have witnessed Sarah's murder. Police listened to her, but they didn't really pursue the lead because she was known to have some senile moments, and they didn't want that used against them in trial. Kind of get that. I do too. There had been a, a main unnamed suspect back in 1982. Apparently this man had been seen near the crime scene around the, the time of the crime. And a different witness claimed to have seen him there. And he was known to be a pretty bad alcoholic. And when he drank, his personality completely changed. Shortly after Sarah's death, this person moved across the country to the East Coast, and no specific evidence at the time could be tied to him. So they kind of lost him when he moved across country. And I'm assuming he had no like record, or they didn't have any DNA on file for him or anything like that? Well, this was 1982, so they didn't have DNA at all. Well, okay, so fair. So even like as DNA technology came up, they didn't have anything to... Well, we'll get there, because remember I said they did take blood and semen. Right, but I'm saying they don't have anything from this guy. Right. Yeah. Correct. Or at the time, they didn't. Fair. So remember, Jason Ferguson took over in 2019, and he said that Sarah's case was actively talked about. It wasn't really an active case, but it was one that had stuck with the, the police department. But he did reopen Sarah's case in 2021. Oh, okay. So that's pretty recent. It's pretty recent. But they had those DNA and blood samples. So he immediately sent them to the FBI for analysis. But he's kept any details he's gotten about it under wraps because the case is still open. The police department is actually partnering with a private investigation company to look into this case. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm curious why they would do that. I mean, it, I've never heard of that before. I haven't either, but Ferguson said he met with the firm in 2019 before they officially opened the case. But then, of course, COVID stalled everything, so that's why it didn't get open again until 2021. Gotcha. And a really kind of crappy detail, and I, I told you this is going to be a short one, too, because they don't know anything. But Sarah's name was spelled without an H. But when they made her tombstone, they spelled her name wrong. Oh, so how did they pull that off? I don't know, but her tombstone has the H on the end of her name. Interesting. I wonder if uh, that was a mistake on the part of the um, the funeral home or the headstone company or whatever, or if the form was filled out wrong. 
I wouldn't think her mom would feel... I wouldn't think so, but... Um, I don't know. They didn't say what the cause was. I just... They pointed it out. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's odd. Now, sadly, her mother died in 2016. So she died before Sarah's case was even reopened. But they are still um, actively today trying to solve Sarah's case. So it's really short, but I felt like we needed to address it because it's so prominent from what I understand in this area where Bear Republic is like right there in Cloverdale. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. So this is definitely one of our shortest <laughs> episodes, but uh Did we make a new record? Uh maybe. <laughs> I don't know. If we hit eighteen we're we'll Yeah, yeah. We'll be well, I, even. Think, I think we had one or two Patreons that were really short, but I don't think we've had any that short on the actual uh episodes. Well, you didn't talk a lot this time. Yeah, I was I was listening, and like I said, I had a really boring day. So sorry, <laughs> y'all. Um, no, it's it's an interesting case, and I I hate that it's unsolved. Um, yeah. You know, we always you know say if you know something, you know, uh, call and give information if you can. Um, well, and the police are asking the same thing, so I'll interrupt you for one second. Yeah, absolutely. They say if you have any information about the case, you can call them at seven zero seven. Eight six seven nine eight four zero, or you can email them at e e cold c s e homicide at c i dot cloverdale dot c a dot u s. Damn, they need to work on that, or get like a tiny URL. Yeah, or something. it's a like, really long email address. Uh, yeah, well, okay, well, there you have it. Um. Yeah, or they need can, to shorten that. You can probably just Google uh, Sarah Ann Greer, and it'll take you to that email address if you, if you couldn't catch it just then. Yeah, yeah. But they are they're actively, actively trying to solve the case. And I, I know that sometimes DNA can take a long time to come back. So I'm wondering if the reason it's been kept under wraps, quote-unquote, is because it probably has backlogged because of COVID and... I mean, there's even a charity that's like called Stop the Backlog or something because there's so, so many police officers were smart enough to take blood and semen and, or fingernail scrapings or whatever before they ever knew DNA was going to be a thing. So a lot of police departments are doing the same thing. Well, and you know, I'll be honest. I I imagine that they kind of probably prioritize more recent cases over colder cases or uh, older cases. So, I mean, I I get it. It sucks. Oh, I get it too. And, but it, it is known that because there's so much DNA that was never able to be tested, that they're struggling to, to test it now. And of course, a, a current case is going to trump any cold case, you know, like somebody's murdered tomorrow. That DNA is going to have priority over yeah. one that's 10 years ago. Well, and I will say the, it's an interesting time to run DNA because, you know, used to, you went off of like the, the, what is it? Is it CODIS that has the DNA? I think that's the fingerprint. I think you're right, too. But anyway, they have a database, a DNA database for convicted felons. Mm -hmm. Um, But now, especially with uh, all of the 
what like the familial, it's familial DNA, DNA yeah. uh, that people do um, just to find out like their background and stuff or to see if they have any kind of like pre-existing conditions they didn't know about depending on the company some of those get thrown in that batch you you have to you have to consent to have your DNA submitted over to the police yeah I mean, we've talked about it a couple yep. times but yeah they uh, people've done it and people have been convicted on on stuff like that That's, so a lot of people the golden state killer um I want to say the Texas Killing Fields guy. It may have been off of familial DNA. Maybe, I'm not yeah. 100% sure on that one. Um, but I did, total side note, I saw or heard in another podcast that I was listening to that there's a company now, and I wish I knew the name, but they can actually take the unknown DNA, and if it doesn't match the database, they can somehow take that DNA and make almost a composite sketch with it just by looking at the DNA. So even if they don't have a witness or a DNA match, they can use that to kind of give you a sketch of who it might be. That's interesting. I thought it was kind of cool. That's I was interesting. like, that's, that's different. I've never heard of that before. It's creepy, but it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's cool, but uh, yeah. yeah it's... But you don't like the familial DNA thing, but like that's not invading anybody's privacy. That's, you know... Oh, this this yeah, thing you're this talking thing, about. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm not against it. It's interesting, and I I think it's it would be interesting to see how accurate it is. Yes, you know I agree. I mean? Yeah, I agree. But and what it, is it something that'll stand up in court? Like, can you use it as evidence? Like, I don't know that. I don't know because I think it's a relatively it's a newer thing, newer yeah. things. Well, even the familial DNA is newish. Like when they convicted um, the Golden State Killer, I think they were afraid that the DNA was going to get thrown out because it was familial DNA. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, they had some, they were able to make it work, but they were afraid because it was the first time it had ever been done. You got to start somewhere, the, I guess. One yeah. of the first times. I don't want to say it was the first time. I don't want to. You definitively say yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. it was pretty early on, put it that way. Right on. So, yeah, like I said, if you know anything about Sarah... Find that funky email address. Or call that phone number. It's <laughs> 707-867-9840. I can repeat that one. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> yeah, that's probably way easier. Yeah. Just call the number. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that was uh, that was very interesting. Uh, definitely short. So, yeah. Not our shortest, though. No, and actually, I think we have an update coming on... The, the Texas, Texas Killing, Killing Fields, fields. Yeah. yeah, here pretty soon. So yep. uh, we'll we'll try to get that out here pretty quick. But we do have some updated information on that. Yep. So, but I think that's it. That was really short. It was really short. But I it didn't was even bonus. have time to like get a buzz on with my, my beard <laughs> <laughs> I have to finish it up now. So yeah, but it was a bonus. So don't hate me for me for it being short. It's a bonus. It's fine. And if you know anything else about Sarah, please let me know. Definitely, definitely. Well, that being said, we want to thank you guys for joining us yet again, and we will catch you next time. We love you all. Laters. Thank you for joining us here at Blood and Barrels. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Blood and Barrels. You can also follow us on Twitter at Blood Barrels Pod. Follow us on all the things. You can also listen to Blood and Barrels on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or most anywhere where you enjoy your podcast. If you enjoy listening, please head over to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe. 
For more information about the show, you can check us out at bloodandbarrels.com. If you want to help support the show and become a part of the Blood and Barrels family, you can join us on Patreon and get access to additional content. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.